if there were three wise women instead of three wise men, what gifts do you think they would have brought? Found this on the internet. They would have brought diapers, <laughs> baby formula, and casserole. Maybe some chocolate and some cookies. <laughs> and Mary would have said, that's perfect. <laughs> and during Christmas time, people talk about baby Jesus, Mary, the wise men, uh, the shepherds, and all the other people, even King Herod. But have you ever heard about a sermon on Joseph or a Bible study on Joseph? I haven't. So today we are going to be looking at the story, the Christmas story from Joseph's perspective. So <clears throat> let's dive into that. And I got some ideas from uh, Jack Kelly's article from uh, Grace Through Faith. Um, but just sit back and imagine, just picture this in your mind uh, from Joseph's shoes. She might have been out in the marketplace shopping, or maybe she was just walking with her parents in front of Joseph's carpentry shop, or he might have seen her at a synagogue um, for the first time. We don't know how, but Joseph saw this girl, and he was hooked as soon as he saw her, and thinking, wow, she looks amazing. I want to find out who she is, if she's single, if she's available. Um, she just looks gorgeous, and he gets on, on his homework right away and trying to find out who she is, because they live in the same town, basically, but um, he just noticed her just now. And soon, he realizes that she, her name is Mary, and her father's name is, do you know her father's name? Bible doesn't specifically tell you who her father's name is, but in the Bible, there are two different genealogies of Jesus. You know that? Matthew, Matthew 1 has one genealogy, and Luke 3 also has Jesus' genealogy, and they don't match. How do they not match? Because one is talking about Joseph's genealogy, the other is talking about Mary's genealogy. That's what the theologians come up with. They, they don't agree. The names are different. And so if you go to Luke's account, Luke chapter 3, says Joseph, or uh, it's of Joseph, basically saying he's talking about, Luke is talking about the legal um, person in the family, which is Joseph, but actually it's Mary. So Mary's dad, according to that account, is Heli. Heli is Mary's father. So uh, basically we are going with that idea, saying that Mary's father is Heli. So Joseph finds out this, the, the family is Heli, or the father is Heli, and, and her name is Mary. And also, she's from the tribe of Judah, like, um, like he was. Like, oh, great. So I, I'm going to go and, and um, ask her dad, because that's what you need to do. If you need to marry somebody, you need to go. You don't need to go and propose to the girl. You go and propose to 
the father. Like the same story in, who had the same story? Like, um, like uh, Eliezer, when he went to find Rebecca, he had to talk to the family, the father, and even the brother, not, not the girl itself or herself. So he's thinking, I'm mean, making all the plans. Oh, so uh, I'm thinking how much wedding price do I need to, to prepare? Because at, in that culture, what you need to do is when you go and propose to the father, please give her in marriage, then the father will say the price. I want this much money for, for the price. Because when you give someone a daughter to a marriage, that means you lose a person to work for the family. So the family is that much short in hand. And that's what they do. They accept the wedding gift. Now, that's what Abraham received when, um, when Abraham went and said, you know, this is my sister, not my wife. Basically, the gift was given to the father so that he could marry her. But he didn't, or the king, or they didn't marry um, Sarah, but they gave the wedding gift instead. So that's the tradition that they have. So Joseph is thinking, okay, now I know who she is. I know where she lives. I know what kind of family background she has. And this much money I should probably prepare. And he, he's ready to go. And he goes one day to the Heli's house, Mary's house, and he knocks on the door. And he politely goes in and says, hi, I have a business to, to uh, discuss with you. And uh, immediately they have a sense, like especially Mary, Guess the sense. There is a stranger at my door, a man coming into the house to talk to my dad. What could that be? Because, you know, you don't get that kind of visit all the time. And Joseph goes there and sits with Heli and says, oh, I want to marry your daughter, Mary. And explains, I'm also from the um, house of Judah and so on and so forth. And that's a whole another story, how the genealogy works together. That's, that's another sermon, another story. It's really fun, but we don't have time for that today. Maybe some other time. So he goes and talks, and after some negotiation, um, and he says, okay, you can take her. And can you imagine the excitement that Joseph has? Oh, yes, I can marry Mary now. That will be great. But you know, when, they, uh, when, when the father says, okay, and when she says it is okay, then they don't get married right away. Like in our culture here in the States, that when you get engaged, you have certain time to prepare for the wedding, and then you get married, right? So when you get engaged, then you just get engaged, you're engaged. Now the terms change from your boyfriend, girlfriend to fiance, right? And then until you get married, and then you become a legally married couple. In the Bible times, when they get engaged, that is the same as you get married. But you don't live together. They go away, the, 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 the man goes away and prepares the house, a new house, for them to move in and live together. That's why it takes about a year. Remember the, story, the parable? The bridegroom comes back and he tarries until late at night and they're all waiting. That's what's going on. He went away and he prepared a house. Oftentimes, if he's from out of town, there is no contact. They don't know when he's coming back. They're just waiting. But in this case, Joseph and Mary live in the same town. So it's probably they know what's going on. They had some conversation in between. So 
Joseph goes away and he's preparing a house for them to live together. And what was Joseph's job? Carpenter. So he is really great at building a house, right? That's his job. Uh, by the way, carpenter, um, carpenter is someone who works with wood in our context. But in a Jewish context or in, in the Bible times, a carpenter is someone who deals with what? Not only wood. If you go to Israel, you'll figure out right away, they don't have a lot of wood. They don't have lumber to work with. The only trees that they have are like fig trees and maybe some olive trees, well, which are not the greatest for, for building houses. So when Solomon built his temple, he imported all his stuff from other countries. That's why, because they don't have a lot of trees. But what do they have in abundance? Stone, rocks. As I was in a bus going around on the road, I saw more rocks on the field than dirt. Seriously. They have so many stones, like just plenty of stones. So when uh, the word for carpenter in the Bible actually means someone who builds houses or builds something, and in their context, in our context, it sounds like someone who works with wood, but for them, it's mainly works, working with stones, rocks, and, and wood at the same time. That's the context. So basically, he's a builder, like a contractor. So he is getting ready to build the best house in his lifetime, his own house that he'll be living with Mary. So he goes, you can imagine, he's going there, he's preparing the house, and he's putting the foundation on, and he's building the walls, and he's just getting ready. He's excited, he's tired, he's working every day because he has, he has other work, day job too, but he also is preparing his own house. Imagine how busy he would be. And sometimes Mary would come over and say, oh, honey, this looks nice. I want my living room on this corner. I want my kitchen in this corner. Kitchen, it has to be over here. So you can, you can see kind of conversation going on, right? And then one day, Joseph is, was working very hard. He just finished the roof that day. He's really proud of his house. And then Mary comes home around the evening. Mary comes home and says, honey, I have to tell you something. And Joseph is super excited. Honey, look at this. I just finished the roof. Maybe in a few more months, it'll be ready. Uh, and you, you said you want kitchen this way, but like, how big of a window do you want? What color door do you want? And Mary says, honey, I have to tell you something. I, I must tell you something. Like, wh what is it? Like, you know, which, which floor do you want? Do you want wooden floor or you want like stone floor or tile? Or wh what do you want? Um, and Mary says, honey, and she says, I'm pregnant. And Joseph goes like, what? <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> and Mary said, I'm pregnant. But she wasn't sorry. She just said straight up, I'm pregnant. And just, can you just imagine Joseph's face? The confusion, just, just, what, what just happened? He just got hit with a hammer in his head. We just... And I went to your house a few months ago. You said, okay. You said, yes. And I was preparing the house for us to live together. And now you come to me and telling me that you're pregnant? And I'm not involved in this. I'm not the dad. What's going on? And at first, he probably couldn't believe what Mary said. And like, 
can you tell me the moment? What did you say? What do you mean that you're pregnant? And Mary said, what does Mary say? What did the Bible say Mary said? An angel came to visit me and said, I am blessed and therefore I'll be pregnant and the baby will be from, I'll be conceived from the Holy Spirit. That's what Mary said. Yeah, and that's what we believe. That's what we read in the Bible. But just, just put yourself in Joseph's shoes and just think about this for a minute. You've been busy preparing a house. You've been planning this whole life together. Just a beautiful honeymoon period. And then one day Mary comes and says, I'm pregnant and you're not the dad. And just, he, he just betrayal, the, the feeling that he will be having, the painful conversation that he just had. And does the Bible give us a clues about if Joseph had believed what Mary had said? Did Joseph believe what Mary said? Bible said he was a righteous man, right? So yeah, he should believe what Mary had said, right? So what does the Bible say? What does your Bible say? Here, Matthew 1, first, let me read from verse 18. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. Had he believed that Mary, what, what Mary said was true, do you think he would have thought to divorce her? No. So what, when Mary was found to be with child, then Joseph, all Joseph could think about was, was okay, Mary is engaged with me. He ran out, she ran out, cheated on me, and got pregnant. That's bad enough. But now she comes to me lying, saying that she got pregnant with some crazy story of saying that an angel came to me and I got pregnant from the Holy Spirit. Is Joseph buying this? No. He says, okay, I don't know what you are thinking about, but I don't want to get involved with this. I just want to get divorced. Because, at, as I told you at that time, if you get engaged, it's not just like, okay, well, just break the engagement. No, you have to get divorced to break the engagement. It's just like you're getting married. That's how it was in their context. So Joseph said, you know, I want a divorce. But didn't the angel came to Joseph to explain things? Right? The Bible said the angel came to Joseph and explained it, that to him in his dream, right? But that is after. That is after. So let me read on. Um, he was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace. He had in mind to divorce her quietly. Verse 20. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is, what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. 
and she will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. So after Joseph had considered this, the angel came to Joseph. Why didn't God send the angel to Joseph early, before Mary came, before he found out that she was pregnant? It would have been easier, right? If you could believe your dreams. But he had to find out the hard way. He found out that Mary was pregnant. He found out, and he knew that it wasn't his child. And he's thinking, what can I do at this time? I built the house, almost done, roof's done, wall's done, just need to paint it, do some final touch-up, that's it. But what am I going to do with this house? I might have to sell it. That's what he's going through. And he's thinking, maybe I should just divorce her quietly. That's what's going on. And then the angel came. Can you just think? what Joseph went through. He went through so much. And then God said, okay, let me explain, Joseph. This is actually me, okay? (laughs) That's what God did. And Joseph is like, really? Seriously, God? (laughs) You come to me now? (laughs) But that's what he did. Now, let me ask you a question. Why did God choose Joseph to be Jesus' father? But maybe I should ask this question. Why did God choose Joseph to be Mary's husband? (laughs) What are the characteristics that he had that he chose him over all the other men in Israel at that time? Think about it. The potential was there were so many different men that were righteous, that were good, that were honest, that were hardworking, that were sincere, that were spiritual, I'm sure. But why Joseph? Why Joseph? There were some reasons that we can think about. The first one is his condition. So, as we just read, Matthew 119 says, being a righteous man, unwilling to disgrace her publicly and divorce her quietly because now he had the full right to divorce her. Why? She cheated on him. She got pregnant, and it wasn't him. Okay? So it's disgraced enough that she got pregnant before they actually married. I mean, they got engaged, but she got pregnant. Um, So that alone is bad enough. But it's not the same dance. It's not the same couple. It's somebody else, right? So, according to Deuteronomy 22:21, what is the punishment? Stone, being stoned to death. So, Joseph has all the right to go to the village elders and the priest and say, okay, look at this woman. She's pregnant. We got engaged, but she's pregnant, and I'm not the dad. And then when they find out that's the truth, then what's going to happen? They'll drag her outside of, the, outside of the gate, and everyone in the town, starting from probably Joseph first, stone her to death, eliminating sin from the village, from, from people. That's what they would do. Even though that is rare, that was a rare case, that was the law. 
Okay. Now, do we do that sometimes? When you find out someone had done something, we don't stone people, but what do we do? We talk about them to other people. Social media. Oh, so-and-so did something, something. And then you write something. Text message. Oh, did you hear about this? We are killing those people, basically. We do those things very easily, without thinking. What did Joseph do? He wanted to divorce her, meaning I truly believe that she had cheated on me. And I don't want to get into this adultery thing. I just want to end this. I, I don't want this. And he wanted to divorce her. That was his condition, right? But he wanted to do it quietly. Why? She deserves a punishment, but I don't know if I can forgive her, because if he had forgiven her, maybe he would just live with her. But he said, you know what, I, I can't deal with this. I can't forgive you, but I'll, I'll be merciful to you. I don't want you to go through the disgrace and be stoned to death. I'll just quietly divorce you, and you just go on with your life. Maybe you go back to the man that, that you were intimate with. I'm just going to move on from here. It hurts, but I'm just going to move on. That's what Joseph did. You know what? But that's not it. That's not the only thing. He was compassionate. Uh, <coughs> he, could have ha he could have had her stoned, but he didn't. But another thing is that if he does not bring justice, if he does not report this to the village elders, you know what, what could have happened? If he divorces her quietly without getting her stoned, it could backfire. What does that mean? If you, if you uh, find a reference in Deuteronomy 22, 22 talks about how the marriage works. Deuteronomy 22, verse 18, it says, basically, if the man says, you know what, she has been unfaithful, and I want her to be stoned. If that turns out to be true, then she'll be stoned. But if that turns out to be false, or if the man says, you know what, we got married, but she was not a virgin. And if that is true, then she'll be punished. But if that is not true, and if the parents bring out the, the proof saying that, you know what, she is a virgin, then he basically was lying. Then the punishment is that he will be punished for that. He will be punished, not she. He'll be punished, and there will be a fine of a, they will fine him a hundred shekels of silver, which in our currency is about a thousand dollar US dollars. So you'll be fined, and you'll go through the disgrace. You will go through disgrace, not her. So it could actually backfire if he divorces her quietly. It could backfire on him, meaning that, meaning that you'll be disgraced, you will have that name for the rest of your life, and then you cannot ever divorce her. You have to live with her as long as you live. That's what the Bible says, Deuteronomy 22. So it could backfire. But he said, you know what? I'm just going to let this go. I'm just going to take this chance, let you go quietly. That was the kind of man he was. That was the kind of man God was looking for. And the, another reason why God chose Joseph, I think, is because of his obedience. In Matthew 
125. When Joseph woke up from the dream, he did as the Lord, the Lord's angel had commanded. And he married her, and he named him Jesus. So just now, he went through this crazy roller coaster of all the feelings. Okay, I love you. We prepare this beautiful house for you. And then she comes, I'm pregnant. What's going on? And he goes through like sleepless nights of what am I going to do after a few days? You know what? I'm just going to end this quietly. And then the angel says, it's okay. It's fine. And Joseph says, oh, it's okay. And right away, he goes and marries her. I mean, <laughs> think about Joseph. <laughs> we don't talk about Joseph much, but just put yourself in his shoes. That's what this man went through. And that's the kind of vessel God was looking for. He was obedient right away. And not only that, you know what he went through after marrying Mary? So you married this beautiful girl, and they lived together. And now it was almost time to deliver the baby. And then there was the order of census, right? So they had to travel all the way to where? Bethlehem. That's where Jesus was supposed to be born, right? So the reason for census, for Caesar to, to order that, was to, to collect taxes. But for God, what was the reason? Because Jesus cannot be born in Nazareth. He grow, grows up in Nazareth, but he has to be born in Bethlehem to fulfill the prophecy. So God is working all of this, behind all of this. And they travel. So Nazareth to Bethlehem, how long is it? How far is the distance? It's about 90 miles. 90 miles is from San Diego Poway to where? I looked it up. From here to Garden Grove is about 91 miles. From here to Loma Linda is about 89 miles. So from here to Loma Linda or here to Garden Grove. So Mary on a donkey and Joseph on foot. They're traveling. And she is full, meaning she's about to give birth. Have you seen Carla recently? Carla and Kerwin? Just, just imagine, like, she's like this, right? <laughs> she's walking around. So just, just imagine Carla, no, uh, Kerwin putting Carla on a donkey, and they're walking from here to Loma Linda. <laughs> How long do you think it would take? People say it's about four days for them to travel. Now, if you are on a road trip for four days, it's fun. You know, I love road trips from here to, like, like East Coast. I mean, that would be fun if you have, like, your music, your friends, your, your food, your snack, your pillow. It will be great. You can sleep, take turns, and, you know, get out and take some pictures. Mary? She's pregnant. Full. Third trimester. Maybe ninth month or almost tenth month. Is it comfortable for you to be going anywhere? No. On a donkey? Donkey's ride is not like Cadillac ride. You know, it, it's not. <laughs> it's bumpy, and it's, you can't even lean backwards. There is no, you can't even recline. You have to, like, sit. <laughs> okay? That's how she was for four days at least. And it's not easy, but they had to do that. And when they go there, there's no room. So where do they go? To see <laughs> To, to, and that's what they went through. And after that, what did they go through? When Jesus was born, who comes after? 
Herod comes after, wanted to kill their son. So they had to flee to where? Egypt. Talking about the adrenaline rush. Just think about it. You give birth to a, to a baby in a faraway place. That's your hometown, yes, but you are not home. You are in a different place, right? You were in a cave before. Then now you give birth to a son, and then somebody wants, to, wants his life. So they run, almost lost their son. They run to Egypt, which is about 500 miles away from where they were. They go there, probably another donkey ride for 500 miles, right? And then they were there for a couple of years until uh, King Herod dies, and they come back home. Now, the adventure that they went through after marrying him, before marrying Mary, Joseph had a perfect life. He had his carpentry set up. He was doing well. He was fine. But after marrying Mary, what happened? Oh, man, all the drama that he had to go through, the roller coaster ride, emotional ride. He almost, like, died, heart attack. And then, giving birth, King Herod is after the, the life of their son. They run to another country like refugees. Like, they, they run, and they come back. And they can't even go back to Bethlehem because they're scared of, of somebody wanting his life. So they come back. So think about all the things like working well under pressure and not complaining through all those things. Like thinking about the detour. He probably had his shop still open in, Beth, in, in Nazareth. He had to give that up for a few years while they were doing the detour to Egypt for a few years, right? Did he complain? Bible doesn't say anything about him complaining. Bible doesn't say anything about, you know what, I'm done with this. I'm going to leave. Bye-bye. Adios. And goes. He doesn't say that. So Joseph was willing to go through that. Not only that, without Joseph, do you think Mary was able to do that alone? No. Probably not. So God prepared Mary and Joseph for Jesus, for all of us. Because without Mary and Joseph, Jesus is not there. God would have chosen, God needed to find somebody else, but the best couple for the job was Mary and Joseph. So let me ask you this question. If you were living at the time, the New Testament times, do you think God would have chosen you to give him the responsibility to be the dad and mom of baby Jesus? Man, let me ask you this question. Would you be willing to go through what Joseph went through to marry a girl like Mary? Going through the drama of cheating, divorce, <laughs> life-threatening stuff, traveling, going to another country, running away? Would you be willing to do that? But if you think about Mary... Where is the guarantee that Joseph will understand you? Because Mary said, when angel came to Mary, Mary said, you know what? I'm your servant. Let your will be done. That's what Mary said. Did Mary talk to Joseph before she said yes? No. <laughs> she said yes. <laughs> if he divorces me, I'm fine with that. That's what Mary did. But guess what? God found the best man. For Mary. So, if 
God was looking for someone to entrust the life of Jesus, baby Jesus, would that be you for men like Joseph? Would that be you like Mary, lady? I pray that you and I will be willing to go through what Joseph went through. We just went, we talked about different things. Something to admire from Joseph is that someone who could function under pressure, someone who would not complain in unexpected situations, and someone who is obedient, someone who is willing to go through the detour. Joseph, his sacrificial spirit, someone who was willing to do that, he was qualified to be the father of Jesus. I want men, all of you, to have the same spirit, being willing to accept what God gives you, being willing to go through what he is giving you. It was a test for Joseph. Remember that? It was a test. The angel, God could have sent the angel way before that. You know what? Tonight, Mary is going to come to you and give you this, like, hectic news, like, huge news that, that you can't even imagine. But that is me. God could have given him the heads up, but he didn't. He let him struggle through all of that and then come to the conclusion saying that, you know what, I'm just going to quietly end this. And then God said, okay, now you pass the test. And this is what it is. All of men out there, please be like Joseph and be obedient. When you're obedient, great things can happen. And I pray as we go through this Christmas season and this holiday season, let us think about what the gift God has done. And yes, God has given us Jesus and the plan of salvation. But for God to give us that gift, he needed to use, he needed to have someone like Mary and Joseph for his plan to work. God is looking for someone that God's plan today at this last day and age, for his plan to work, he's looking for volunteers. Someone like Joseph, someone like Mary. So God can work his, his providence to this world at this day and age. Are you willing to be like Joseph and Mary so that God can use you as volunteers for his work to be done. And I pray that you will have the willing spirit to be like Joseph and Mary. Let us pray. Father God in heaven, we thank you so much for your son, Jesus Christ, the gift of salvation. But for Jesus to be born, you needed someone like Mary, and especially someone like Joseph, to be willing to go through that drama, to be willing to be used by you, to be willing to be ridiculed, to be willing to be, to be mocked, to be willing to be talked about. But Lord, Joseph and Mary were willing, and God used them to bring Jesus and the salvation to this world. Thank you so much for that. And help us to be like Joseph, help us to be obedient, help us to be willing, so that your plan can be done in this day and age through us. Bless all of us. Help us to appreciate what you have done for us. Help us to be ready for your soon coming. This is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise team, please come on up.